The NBA playoffs mean next level basketball. Get ready for all the action by betting at Play In Tournament with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA National Basketball Association. New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $150 in free bets instantly. That means right now, you clinch a win no matter what. All DraftKings Sportsbook customers also can bet on NBA hoops with the same game parlays. Combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day of the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10 if your same-game parlay doesn't hit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code GETSOME. Bet $5 on any NBA team to win their game during the play-in tournament and get $150 in free bets instantly. Again, that's promo code GETSOME at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Gary Owen. Got a special guest today. This guy's actually been on the road with me for the last year and a half. Um, real name is Tony. Am I allowed to say your last name? You got warrants? No, I got no warrants. I'm good. All right. <laughs> Tony Roberson, but he goes by T-Robe on stage. If you've seen him perform in the last year and a half, he's been going up right before me. Uh, Pittsburgh guy. Uh, that's probably why I've known this guy for 10 years, but I didn't bring him on the road with me until the last year and a half because every time I would see him, it would bring up bad memories because <laughs> that is a huge rivalry. So, Tony, what, when do we meet? We met, we probably met, it's probably been about 16 years ago. We actually met in 99 or 2000. Where? At the improv. I wasn't doing comedy yet. Oh, that's when the dude or girl spilled a spilled drink on your drink Timberlands. Spilled a drink on Tim's, right. We nah, met. that, because it had to be lit, because the first time I did the Pittsburgh improv was 2001. So okay. that had to so be. So it had, it had to be, I was, with, I was with my first wife, so it had to be 0203. That's no. with Amanda. Now you're on your what? Third wife? Fourth yeah, wife? My second wife. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought real players got to play. I know. <laughs> oh no, you was living with the girl, but you weren't yeah. married. Yeah, we weren't married yet. Okay, yeah. So, to the, I, I, so I'll tell people how we didn't meet but met. So I'm on stage and Pittsburgh, first time ever at Pittsburgh Improv, and Tony's sitting there. New, fresh new Tim's. Like he just bought them from the mall. <laughs> like no crease, nothing. Did a waiter or a, it was, it was another man? He was sitting in the front row. I was sitting in a row right behind him. So mm -hmm. we were like right there in our first tier. Yeah. And he dropped the beer. Dropped the beer on your Tim's. Yeah. And when I tell you, <laughs> I stopped telling jokes. I was like, oh, because Tony's face was, what the fuck? <laughs> and I was like, yo. And he looked like he was about to beat the shit out of this dude. I was pissed. And I was like, and literally I started chuckling, you all right? You good? I think, I think you sent me a drink. You were like, I'm going to buy you a drink. Yeah, Calm down. it's the least I can do. Because I was like, oh, this is the last thing I need is a brother just got some new Tims. Oh, I was but, so mad, man. But, that, but between Timberlands and white tennis shoes. Yeah. The, the, you don't step on them. You don't spill nothing on them. They look the best brand yeah. new, but... They only last a couple uh, uh, couple wears and they start scraping about, up. About a week, it's over. It's about the yeah. third time you wear them. Yeah, yeah it, funny you, you you start. Those are the shoes as a performer you put in the box and you put them back in the box off stage. Off stage, so you don't yeah. scuff them. Yep, ever. And you don't want to get a crease either. So the crease so you is were terrible. just yeah. 
You were just a fan of stand-up before you became a stand-up. Yeah, I actually, so I had actually started in Philadelphia. Uh, there was a place called The Laugh House, and they had an open mic night. That's where I first started. That was in 01. And I went down, and I did it, and I kind of got booed off stage, and I kind of was like, ah, I want to do this, though. So I started being a fan, and I just started like going to, to shows to see you know, what I had to do. And you were just one of the people I had come to see. I was a fan of yours, mm -hmm. and, and I came to see you, and I, I was like studying you, but the guy like threw me off when he dropped a beer on my shoes. So it was one of those things that I, I, was, I was a fan before we became friends. And because I just wanted to be a student, like a student of the game. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's what I did when I first started doing it. And then uh, that was in 01. And then I didn't really get into it until, because Pittsburgh Improv didn't even open until 01. And then yeah. I didn't start getting into it until about 02, 03. Like, then I started running their open mics. And, uh, you know, it, it took off from there. I became good friends with uh, a bunch of football players. Casey Hampton was one of them. Uh, all the Steelers, you know. And then, you know, you know, me and you, we had a crazy journey, man. We roasted the Steelers and... What was that, 2006 that we met? Like, like met as, like, stand-up. Yeah, somebody was, uh, I, I know the comic's name. I ain't going to say his name, but he was working with you, and I guess he was horrible. Uh -huh. And you were, in a, you were in a club afterwards. You were, like, just, you know, hanging out in Pittsburgh, and it was, it was a club called Chemistry. And my boy T Brown yeah. came over to you and said, "Hey, what's up, man?" And you, he was like, "How's you know how's how's the show's going?" You're like, "Yeah, I mean, I hate my opener." And T Brown, <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the reason I remember that opener, like he did one of Eddie Murphy's jokes, yeah. like the ice cream man joke. Yeah, I, know, I, go, I, I don't want to see his name. That's a classic <laughs> bit. Yeah. That I was like, you got when I saw I'm in the back of the room. And I see the guy start to do the ice cream and like, want to lick. He literally did want to lick and took it back from a lady in the front row. Yeah. I was mad at him, and I was more upset with the crowd for yeah, laughing at for it. laughing at it. Because I was like, yo. Should have been upset with the club for even booking him. Because he was like, no, he's notorious. I don't want to see his name, but the guy's notorious for stealing jokes. That's, that's, I mean, he'll tell you, oh. I'm taking a joke. I don't give a shit. I'm oh, taking a joke. Oh, wow. Yeah, and, and, and he'll tell you he's doing it. But that's why he's... Only been local and been doing comedy for 30 years. You know what I mean? I can't believe Dave he can't Chappelle. even get booked now. He can't even get booked at all now. Yeah, I can't believe Dave Chappelle is still doing that. That's crazy. <laughs> right, after 30 years, right? <laughs> I'm not going to say the opener's name. Chappelle, man, that guy fucking always stealing shit. Oh, man, you know? he's, he's a beast, though, that guy. Um, So 2006 is when we... Well, this is what you said. You come up, you said, let me meet him. So I walk over to you, and you're like, yeah, you funny? I, was, I said that? Yeah, I was, wow. I was like... Yeah, man, I'm all right. You're like, uh, come, well, how cocky you, am I? You said come down and do a guest set <laughs> in so Cincinnati. I, no, no, this is guest set to Pittsburgh Improv. Oh, Pittsburgh, okay. So I come down to Pittsburgh Improv. I did a guest set with you. You said, uh -huh. hey, you do nothing tomorrow. I said, no. I said, come back tomorrow, do another guest set. So I came back. At the end of that day, it was a Sunday. You said, hey, man, I got a room in Cincinnati on a, I think it was a Tuesday night. Tuesday nights, yeah. You said, I got a room, man. You, if, you know, if you want to come down, they don't pay nothing. But come down. Yeah. And I knew what that was. I knew what it was. I said, I, I, can, I can come down and perform with you? You're like, yeah. yeah, fine. It was like two weeks later. I came down. You and Ocho Cinco, I think, were running the room. Mm -hmm. And uh, I come down, and everybody on, I still have it on tape. Everybody on the show before me was bombing. No, Dirty. no, that room was hard. The yeah. People got booed on my Tuesday Bad. night room. And I don't know how it turned into that. It yeah. was not the goal. Yeah, it was probably like Apollo night or whatever. It was just crazy. I don't know the the comics happened. before me, and I'm still friends with them, they got booed off, and then I came on. And instead of going into my set, I just started ripping on these two dudes in the front. Mm -hmm. And I ripped on them enough to the point where the one dude got up and walked out. The crowd erupted. It allowed me to get into my set. I got off, and afterwards, you said, man, yeah, you did a good job, and you gave me money. 
Oh, I gave you some money? Yeah, out of your own pocket. Notorious for that. Out, out of your own pocket. Gave me money and out of your own pocket. I wasn't making no money. Yeah, I know. You told me what you were making back then, but you gave me money out of your own pocket. I didn't, no, we, I didn't expect it. I mean, it. I don't yeah. talk about what I'm making now, but those Tuesday night, uh, my, here's what happened. I moved back to Cincinnati in 2004, 3, 4, and I realized there was nothing to do. And I think I told you this about yeah. Pittsburgh. I started getting in you like, yo, this is you live in Pittsburgh. Yeah. During the week, I go, you find a night when the... Something about Pittsburgh and, and more so in Cincinnati is if people know where the football players are going to be, they're going to show up. Right. Ain't nothing wrong with the Pirates or the Penguins, but if they know the Steelers are going to be there, people show up. Yep. I said, if you become the Pittsburgh guy and you just start doing stuff with the Steelers and attach them, I go, people come out. And that, and I'll tell you what, that worked like a charm because it was, I had a room called Deja Vu and mm-hmm. I was notorious. It was, and I had it on Tuesday nights and the Steelers mm-hmm. were off on Tuesdays. Right. So that's how me and Casey Hampton got to be cool. He started coming to the shows. And then uh, this is like the Casey Hampton, the Heinz Ward era. Uh, uh, B. Mack was playing and uh, Willie Gay and all those guys were playing. Uh, Ricardo Coakley, my boy. Yeah, a bunch Ricardo. of assholes. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bunch of dicks. Look, you're friends with, you were friends with everybody. All assholes. Because <laughs> they beat the Bengals. But I remember telling you, I go, yo, uh, when I moved to Cincy, I realized there was nothing to do on Tuesday night. And I go, yeah. the Bengals off day is Tuesday. I said, if I can start getting the, let the football. First, you, let's be blunt. First, you got to get the girls out, hoes out. Yep. I don't want to call women hoes, but back then, they called women That's hoes. That's what it was. Like, yo, you get the hoes out. Yeah. And then the ball players come out, and yep. then everybody comes out. And everybody comes out. So I made sure I got with a local promoter in Cincy who ran all the little nightclubs and mm-hmm. knew where all the, the young girls were going to come out, right? Right. 20, I'm talking about 21 to 26. Right. And Give them free tickets. They came out, and then the Bengals started coming out. I started getting to know the Bengals, and pretty soon it looked like a Bengals game. People were showing up in Bengal jerseys because they knew. Because they knew players were going to be there, yeah. And then I remember the summer of 2006, and I'll never forget. It was on my birthday, July 26, 2006. I called Ocho Cinco, Chad, because he was, he was showing up every Tuesday. Yep. I said, yo, man, you want to do it with me? I'll put, I'll put uh, uh, Chad Johnson's Two Funny Tuesday hosted by Gary Owen. And you put your name on it, and Chad goes, let's do it. Chad never asked for a freaking dime. Oh, that's so, not, not that's No so money nice, out man. of it. That's sweet. And um, I, was, I remember I, was get, I got paid $300 every Tuesday from the club. And then if we, I got bonuses if we packed it out so I could make up the $500 in a night. Right. Once Chad got on board, it was $500 every night uh, with the bonuses. But for the most part, most time after football season, I was making $300 a night. So you're making three and you gave me 100 bucks. I gave you 100 bucks. Because yeah. here's my thing. Yeah. I asked you to come down. Yep. I was fine. Financially, yeah. I was fine. That $100 was not going to make or break me. And I was yep. thinking, okay, the guy came down on the strength. And I'm thinking as, a, as me, when I started, I was driving from San Diego to L.A. three, four times a week just to get my name out there. Mm-hmm. I said, you basically doubled that drive four hours to come down. I said, let me give him enough for gas and get something to eat on the way home. I mean, it wasn't that out of my no, pocket. No, I won't give you all 300 <laughs> but I'll give you 100 <laughs> You get a third. You get a third of this money. But I was money. shocked you showed up. Really? I was real. Yeah. Four hours, Man. no money. Listen. No hotel. I was such a fan. I was such a fan that I, I would have literally no money at all. I would have been like, fine. I Perform forget that. And drove away because I was a fan. I forget. Yeah. Like, and I know it sounds comedic, uh, cocky, but I forget sometimes that. Who you are. Quote, unquote, a celeb. Yeah. I just be like, why would you come down? Yeah. But then I think about it. If if Kevin or Dave or Cat or somebody calls and like, hey Gary, come down and do this real quick for me. Right. I do it. You do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just kind of do it depending on who calls. And it goes it goes a long way because I mean, you know, full circle, I'm on the road with you now. 
Right. Took took a couple years. It, it took some time because I didn't I didn't I really wasn't ready, I don't think. I don't I wasn't ready for a long time. And I did a couple shows with you along the way. And I remember uh Marco Island. We dude, did. Dude, you were you were not you definitely weren't ready. Okay, let me tell you a Marco Island story with this dude. So I go to Marco Island, and anybody knows Marco Island, and it's better now. I will say it's way better yeah. now. Oh, There's yeah. a club called Captain Brian's. Yeah. But back in this one was been two thousand seven or eight. It was it was seven or eight. It was real. I, it was real soon after I come to Cincinnati. Yeah, you hit me up. You like, like, hey, I got a gig for you. I was like, where? You're like, oh, and then you said, yeah, I'm bringing my manager. I go for what? <laughs> <laughs> what do you need a manager for? I don't have nobody. I'm the headliner. He was just my boy. I know. He said my boys coming. He's like, my manager's coming with me. I was like, this. What? So my manager doesn't go anywhere with me. Right. So, anyways, I, I here's what I remember about that week. Like I said, everything was good about the gig except the gig. We jet skied, we saw dolphins. Oh, we had a good time. Good. We had a good time. Went to so went to a, a couple of bars. We had a good time. You took a girl from me. So, so no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Please. And anyways, um, so what I remember is every night your sets got shorter. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Your shit. When I tell you, yeah, I said, yo, do thirty. I'm gonna do an hour. First show. <laughs> You, you ain't getting no laughs like you're used to. And neither am I, by the way. I was so which mad. Which makes it harder for me because I got to do out. You only got to do 30. Yeah. Yo, when I tell you we had we had two shows Friday, two Saturday, one Sunday, you were knocking off five minutes every show. <laughs> Sunday, I will never forget, you did seven minutes. You were chewing food. I had my lobster bisque. Yeah, he comes on stage. He's like, you did seven minutes. I was like, no, I didn't. You're like, yeah, you did. <laughs> go, this biscuit's still in my throat, bro. <laughs> Let me show you. This is what happened. I was like this. I was like, um, they, so we get there. We got there 30 minutes for the show. Whatever I ordered. Let's say I ordered salmon, rice, uh, salad. Let me get lobster biscuits and appetizer. So, ladies and gentlemen, T. Rowe. Blah, blah, blah. So, I'm sitting there going, just get the lobster biscuits. I'm still blowing up. You go, all right, y'all, that's my time. <laughs> you ready for your headliner? I was like, I literally dropped the spoon. I went, really? Really? And I kept saying... Yo, I kept saying, like, I was noticing myself, like, he's getting shorter every night because... The crowd was just so stiff, and it's completely different. I had, old, I had my... They were old and white. They were old and but white. They're, they're still old and white. They're not. I don't know what he did. It's a little better now, though. Yeah. It was really old. I'm keep my, I, my name wasn't as big, so you didn't have the, the black people coming down from Fort Myer yeah. or the Latino population coming out. Yeah. It was yeah. super white Because we that just week. did it. We just did it, like, a year ago. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's fine yeah. now. Yeah. But man, it was super, super white and yeah. super, super old. I was like this. Yo, so by the fact that you gotta do seven, now I gotta do an hour twenty-three. Because I can't I can't dog the club. <laughs> and I what, what killed me was you went like this. You went, I said, dude, you just did seven minutes. He's like, No, I didn't. I was like, the clock's right here. If, if the lobster show's at biscuit. seven, lobster biscuits coming out your mouth. I'm literally looking at it like it's seven oh seven. How can you tell me you did thirty minutes? You, so time is wrong, man. So yeah, I, you I, wanted, ready. I, wanted, I wanted off that stage so bad. It, it was I just didn't have the the the. the I had the I had the I had the jokes. I had the I had the time. It's just whenever I wasn't getting laughs, I think I just you panicked. Uh huh. You panicked. I panicked. And now now, just, I, now I don't do that. Now I'm I'm okay. Now with you that take now. a breath, yeah. take a drink, and yeah. just know that if they're not getting booed, if you're not getting booed, and and nobody's talking, they're engaged. They're listening. 
It, yeah. Sometimes I like the silence. But you know, it's so weird. You ever have a show like this where, you know, you don't think you killed, and when you get off, everyone's like, oh, man, you killed him. Like, yeah. Really? Well, why didn't you tell me that when I was on stage? Why didn't you show me that, you know? It goes back to you're never as bad as your worst set. You're never as good as your best set. Yeah. And yeah. the audiences, they're, everybody's different. Yeah. Some, yeah. Like, some people, they just observe. Like, I know I'm an observe. I, I, I'll, I wouldn't want 300 of me in the audience. Yeah. I would, yeah. I'd literally be saying this guy is killing in my brain and I'm enjoying a set, right. but I'm not giving him the energy he deserves. Well, you know, I guess that's like how comics are. Like, if, like I've watched, I watched Chappelle. When I watch Chappelle, like I don't really die laughing, but in my mind, I'm like. How'd he come up with that? Yeah, he's a genius. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I get, I don't I think get what so. you're saying. I think he's average. I think he's average. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I never got it. Still don't get it. That's funny, kidding. man. Then we had the time where we, uh, I mean, we had some great times too, man. We had the times where we uh, roasted the football teams. Roasted the Steelers and, and the Ravens. And the Ravens. Which, okay. Yeah. So we roasted the Steelers in 2009. During, and here's, here's what I like about when I roast NFL teams or college teams is I, 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 got, I got spoiled when I used to roast USC with Pete Carroll. Yeah. Because they was like, there was no cameras, no videos. And this is, and we were like, gloves was off, man. Yeah. So I always ask that when NFL teams call and they'll be like, you know, hey, you want to come roast a team during training camp? I was like, ain't nobody got to know, though. I don't want nobody knowing. Because yeah. you don't want nobody to get offended. Right. Because the one time I did do a corporate event, I roasted Alabama and Clemson. Um, they told me no cursing ahead of time. Show was great. But afterwards, some lady that worked in the front office at Clemson complained about me talking about Dabo Sweeney. I literally talked about Dabble. I said, if they beat Alabama, I would hate to be in the hotel room next to Dabble Sweeney. I said, because his wife's going to be getting her back blown out, and you're going to be hearing, oh, Dabble! Dabble right. all night. Didn't curse. Yeah. Didn't say anything dirty. I was like this. That's a married man. Yeah. That's like in the Bible type stuff. Right, exactly. <laughs> what are you his, his mad name about? His happens to be Dabble. That's all. That's what all are you is, mad yeah. at? Nobody yeah. on the team was mad. Dabble yeah. wasn't mad. But I, now I had to one. write a, an apology letter to Clemson. That's insane. Because my publicist wrote it. I yeah. didn't write it. Right. To say, like, so I didn't get my, they didn't, um, so I can get my check, basically. That's and insane. And it had nothing to do, and that's why I was like, I don't like that. So yeah. when I, when we did the Steelers and we did the Ravens, I made it very clear, I want to say whatever I want. I don't want nobody getting offended or anything. It's almost like you got to say, I got a PG and an R show. What do you want? Of course yeah. you want R. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Which one? We roasted the Steelers in 2009. When did we roast the, was it Ravens it was like, 10 or 11? It was 11. It was two years later. Yeah, because I was already on Think Like a yeah. Man. So it was 11 or 12. 11 or 12. Maybe I don't know. It was, maybe it was 12. I'm not sure. I know this. <laughs> Remember my buddy Joe, who was like, hey, man, you guys going to roast the Steelers? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to take you guys up in a limo. Okay, let's do a backstory to the show. <laughs> so T-Rope calls me. He says, yo, uh, I got, he set it all up because we're going to come roast the Steelers. No money, but... They're gonna give us a suite and let us go to any game we want to go to. You pick the game, and they did. They to the Steelers' credit, they I picked like a Sunday night game against the Chargers. I wanted a night game, oh, and they came man. through. This story, and <laughs> I'll never forget. Um, you was like, uh, yeah, my boy's gonna pick us up in a limo and take us there. And he was a host at a casino, so he like he had those, that those kind of strings. So you I tell mean, now you tell what really happened. So because I'm thinking I'm going there, we better get picked up a super stretch Hummer right, right. limo. So he calls me up. He's like, T. He's like, I'm gonna pick you guys up tomorrow at. Uh, I think we had to be up there like around lunchtime or something like that. Mm-hmm. He goes, I'm gonna pick you guys up around ten in my limo. 
Because it's about a two-hour drive, right? It's about a two-hour drive. So I was like, all right, no problem, man. I said, you know, Gary will be here. We'll be ready to go. And I think you came to my place. Yeah, I stayed all night the night before. I stayed the night at my place. So we're, you know, we're at my place hanging out. He don't give me a preference. He, did, he never said, I don't have the limo. He just showed up. And, or did he call first? I don't know what he did. He just showed up in his... In his personal minivan. Dirty. It was dirty. It was like. Frick, I saw people with crackers in the corner. Man. Freaking juice boxes in that bitch. We get inside the minivan. It was like, nice limo. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my thing. I, listen, don't bullshit somebody just so you can go to an event. He that just you know wanted nobody, to be a part of it. He just wanted to be in training camp because Steeler fans are different, man. Yeah. I, I, I don't know Packer fans like that. I know yeah. a lot of Steeler fans. Yeah. Pittsburgh is the only city I'll go to. Where black people wear Steeler jerseys to the club, right? White guys, we wear our hometown jersey wherever. Listen, I ain't never seen black Steelers, people wear Steelers, Steelers. Steelers fans, they wear jerseys in like April. They don't even care. Like I'm like, yeah. it's April. No, Why but black people yeah. wearing yeah. Steeler jerseys. I don't yeah. see that anywhere else but Pittsburgh. That's true. Brothers got to get dressed to the nines unless it's yeah. Sunday during unless the game. Sunday, yep. No, no, be Thursday. Yeah. TJ Fridays. Yep. Brothers got the Steeler jersey. Still, on. Yeah, Steeler gear. <laughs> but he just wanted to be a part of that. That's roast. what it was. That's what it was, man. And then the thing about that, one thing I remember about that roast, and you can tell me, you, um, I just remember, I'm, I'll go hard on people, but I'm not a dick. I'm not, I don't knock people when they're down. Yeah. And like, Roethlisberger, uh, yeah, he left, he, going, he left the room. Well, he was going through his stuff yeah. with whatever the case, I ain't got to bring it up. And I just remember, I was so excited because I grew up in Oxford, Ohio, yeah. where he played college ball. I at the Pittsburgh Improv in 2003 when he got drafted. I literally told people on that stage, "You got the best quarterback in the draft." Right. Bam, and I didn't. I didn't know if I believed it myself. That was a hell of a draft. But I was like, "Yo, you got the best quarterback because he's from Miami of Ohio." Not as many right. people come out, and just I was I'm rooting from from afar. And then we get to 2009 training camp, and I he got up, left the room, did not want to see the show or the roast. Only person to get up. And I was like, I was not going to go at you like that yeah. at all. Yeah. I was like, fuck. And he got up, and I still talked about him about some other stuff, but it, it, it kind of like took the air out the room a little bit like when he left because you had – I remember the stuff you were going to say about him. And mm-hmm. when he left, like I could, I could watch you. Like I was watching because I went on before you, and I talked about Casey Hampton mostly because that was my buddy yeah. and, uh, and how much he likes to eat or whatever. And then next thing I know, I, I watched you. When he got up and he walked out, I saw your face like, look. And yeah. I could see, I could see your wheels turning. Like, ah, oh, man, like you can only go so hard if the person's there in the, in the same well, room, you know. Because when you're doing roast, you want the players going, oh, right, at the dude, at the dude, right? He's not there. No. So I remember I started talking about it, and everybody went, oh, and everybody started looking around, like, yeah, where'd he go? Fucker left. Yeah. I was like, and then he acted like he got a phone call. I remember him like doing like that and walking out. I was disappointed. Yeah, absolutely, man. Because I went, you know, that was a fun one. Now. Which one did you like better, the Ravens or the Steelers? I like the Steelers just because they, I, I've done them a couple times after that. They invited me back. But I had a good time at the Ravens, too. It's just I, didn't, I wasn't as familiar with the players just because I, I'm a diehard Steeler fan. Mm-hmm. So, like, me not being as familiar with the players, I didn't really know all their ins and outs. But you know what was cool about that? <clears throat> Chuck Pagano. Oh, yeah, came in and was the defensive coordinator for the Ravens then. So he came in and gave us dirt. On yep. a couple of the players to get us going. Yep. So I was like, that was cool of him. And then he, you know, he became the Colts head coach and he had his own 
dealings with cancer and all that yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was good because then we went out with the guys afterwards. Yeah, we actually hung out at the little local bar. Yeah, yeah. Because they're training camps in the middle Flocko of nowhere. Flacco was with us, and then uh, what was my man's name? The uh, the D back. Uh, he was like Japanese. Was the, the guy from Notre Dame, and then uh, was Nakamura. Like a, Nakamura. Yeah. He's a he's a University of Cincinnati guy. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool, cool, man. He's yeah. a real cool dude too, man. And Flacco played football at Pitt, and you didn't know that at first, remember? Then he went to Delaware. Yeah, I was like, he didn't play at Pitt. He played at Delaware. Yeah, he played at Pitt. Then he left Pitt and went to Delaware. He wasn't starting at Pitt? No. Wow, good call, Coach. Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> you wonder about some of these things you'd be hearing about, like Burrow, Burrow not starting at Ohio State. Right. We it's, had some other good times too, man. I, I had, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to seem like everything I've done with you has been horrible, but there wasn't one other time I'd never talk about, but I'm going to address it today because— I already know. You know Bill Cruz. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you want to lay out your version? I'll tell you my version. I don't. There's always my, listen. My version. I was pissed. I was just. I was upset. This, this is what it was. This is this is my version. I thought that I had to tell uh, a new set every time that I got on. Now this is if, if my version was this. I opened up for Leela James in like one of the side rooms. No, you got nobody knows what you're talking about right now. Okay. Nobody knows what you're talking about. All right, we're on a Tom Joyner cruise, right? Gary, Gary, uh. Pull some strings for me. Brad, pull some strings. Got me on the cruise. Okay, I'll be honest with comedy. you. I'll be honest with you. Okay. I told Brad, don't book you. You told C, and Brad booked me. I said, because well, he wanted the 10%. I said, Brad, not all money's oh. good money. I was like, because the Tom Joyner cruise, I love it. I love it to death. But you have no control when you're going up. Yeah. In what room and when and where. And I said, don't put... Don't put T-Robe in a situation to make him look bad. Man. I don't like seeing comics do bad. As much as people like to think that, when I, I tell don't. You, they worked me, and they worked me like, I'm talking like I did probably four shows before that one, that the one that I'm about to bring up. I ta- Listen, I, I, especially the lower end comics, yeah. you don't want to say no. They'll call yeah. your room and be like, hey, we need you to host Bingo. Right. And you'll be like, all right. So I, I go up. I, I do my thing. The first couple, the first couple of days, I was fine. I, I, you were doing small rooms. I was though. doing smaller rooms. I was fine, no problem. So I get a call from uh, J. Anthony Brown. He goes, "Hey man, uh, I'm gonna have you middle between Kim and Frankie Beverly and Mays." Right. That's a freaking phenomenal show, by the way. That's a yeah, it's a huge show. So I go to Gary. I'm like, "Hey man, I'm kind of nervous." You like, "Oh man, calm down. You'll be all right." You like, you're like hyping me up. And then you I told, saw it. You, told, you told me. My first joke was, and you, you you gave it to me. You were like, I know you guys don't know who I am, but it's all right. Kim just opened up for me. Yeah. And everyone laughed at that. Then I go into then I go into this bit, and I think I told a shit joke early. I, I know it. I was there. I told a shit joke early, and the crowd went south. And, I, and look, they just started chatting. And well, I, I left like Ben Roethlisberger left. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> I literally turned into Ben. I got on my phone. I go, we're in the middle of the ocean. I'm not getting service. I, look, I, 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 didn't, I didn't get booed. They just started getting chatty. And I was like, and I even said it on the mic. I'm like, ah. Oh. Y'all motherfuckers gonna do me like this? Everyone <laughs> <laughs> started chatting. I was like, all right, I'm out. That's my time. And then they clapped. So I walked off. I was like so hurt, man. I, I was like, I can't believe. And I, like, and then you're on the boat and you're stuck on the boat with the people that just basically booed you. But let me tell you, okay, let me tell you my version. All right. Brad said, yeah, man. Brad was like just trying to book everybody. I think he was trying to book the show, <clears throat> book all the comedians. I said, Brad. I said, this type, this type of ship for T-Robe? I said, I don't know if it's a good look, man, because he's not going to say no. And I go, well, you can't set people up for failure like that yeah. when, they're, when they're not ready. I said, you'd be better off just bringing them so we can see what the vibe is and then book them the next year. 
What, it's what a year, different what, vibe. What, what year was that? Uh, 2009? 10, 8, or 9? 9? Yeah, it was, it, yeah. Was, it was before Think Like a Man for sure. Yeah. So um, I don't know why everything goes back to Think Like a Man because 2011. Because I think that's when my career started moving up, up faster. So yeah. I, like, I was cool. But I remember, um, so you get on. I remember I was in the room when you did the little side show. And that was intimate. And that was cool. And then when they, Brad said, yeah, they got T-Row doing the Frankie Beverly Amaze. And I go, huh? <laughs> Normally, for someone like that's been there and done it, that's a prime spot. Right. You were so fucking nervous because that was a like, big theater. That, that was one of the biggest shows I, on you. One of the biggest shows I had done ever at the time. So you're calling me all nervous. And I said, yo, just relax. And I said. I, I needed remember, you. I was like, Gary, help. But I told you, <laughs> yeah. I said, here's two things I would tell you to do. I told you to do the chem joke. Yeah. I said, Eliminate bitch yeah. and hoe from your vocabulary. Yeah. I said, because this crowd, it's not over 30, it's over 40. Closer yeah. to 50, Closer 60 to 50, year 60, old. Yeah. Successful black people. Yeah. I'm talking all college graduates. Yep. All like they're not working for a corporation, they're running corporations. Yeah. Don't degrade them. Yeah. Like, nah, we ain't no bitches, we ain't no hoes, and our right. ladies aren't bitches and hoes, right? Right. They ain't a young crowd. I'm like, T-Bird was coming up in Pittsburgh. He's used to them young dudes, bitches, hoes, sluts, <laughs> sucking dick, fucking. I'm like, this ain't that show. <laughs> so literally, <laughs> and I said, don't come up to some hip hop. Now, don't do that. This is right. Cam and Frank Beverly. This is something I came out to. I knew it from the beginning. I, I put my head down. You go, rock star, lifestyle, rock star. You're like, yo, give me some energy. <laughs> oh, fuck, give me some fucking energy. I was like, oh, set it downhill. Set it downhill. So, <laughs> I just remember I was in the audience. I was up in the balcony watching, and you said, uh, you said something about wiping your ass or something. You said, with a decorative towel. You go, not me though. You're doing like your strain. You do this joke about strained up, and you was like, you like, yeah, yeah. He goes, you ever take a shit <laughs> at your girl's place? <laughs> And there ain't no toilet paper. You are definitely straight up. Like, Not me though. I take a decorative towel, wipe my ass, and hang back up. And this one lady went. Literally, she went. That shit ain't funny. And the crowd just started agreeing with her, and I went, "Huh." I mean, it was, like, it was like what, fifteen hundred people in there, two thousand people. Dude, I, I got on my phone and dipped, and I, I told, I said, "Brad, call my room when it's over." And Brad called. I said, "How did he?" He goes. Impressive. Man, he made it. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> he said he didn't get booed because he got off right before it was coming. Yeah. And I, I was I like, think I, had do, I had to do I, 15 minutes. And I, I think I did, I think I did nine. I told you after I said, yo, you gotta do the drink tank and address it. I did. Because the drink tank was dope. Because on this Tom Joyner cruise, like if the cruise is seven days, the fifth day to do a drink tank and all the comics sit down, we basically roast each other, roast yeah. the audience, everything. But you, if you don't do good, address it. So you literally, I remember you said, and you got, and the crowd started laughing and clapped. They almost like, because people always like a comeback story. Right. So that was your little comeback. Cause he's like, yeah, I'm T-Rove Pittsburgh. I know I almost got booed last night, but fuck it. I'm still here. <laughs> I see you guys at the pool talking about me. <laughs> the crowd just kind of, everything like decompressed after that and you was yeah. cool. Yeah. That, that was, that was a, definitely a learning moment for me. It was like a pivot in my career. Because I remember saying to myself, I'm like, I don't ever want to feel like this again. Mm-hmm. And, and knock on wood, I, I really have never, ever felt like that ever again. I was like a... Oh, it's maybe, coming. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> oh, it's coming. 
But I mean, and since then, I mean, I, I've done shows with you and Chappelle and and Chris Rock. I've opened for all these guys, mm-hmm. and I just I learned I learned the difference. I learned not to be so aggressive. I learned not to be. I learned to take my time. I learned to like if someone if I tell a joke, and and I don't get the the hit that I want, I, I just keep going. Well, I always tell people too, like let people into your world. Don't yeah. do just dick pussy or generic stuff. Like let people know. You, this is my wife. This is my daughter. This is my son. This is what I'm going through right now. This is the, I'm you know I'm over forty. I'm dealing with this and this. And that. Right. Just let people in your world. Whether you get the huge laughs or not, chances are there's somebody in the audience that has been through the same stuff you've been through. Right. You know for real. Yeah. I and mean, if you remember relate. stuff like that, yeah. Nobody remembers like you know, like, hey, who likes getting their dick sucked? <laughs> everybody on Earth does, by the way. <laughs> everybody, gay guys, straight guys, everybody does. But what people remember is like, yo, you know, like. Yeah, I got a, I got a, there might be one guy in there. I got a mixed daughter. I got a mixed niece. Yeah. She, she does that. She does you know? that. Right, right. You know what I mean? Right, right. It was good times, man. I, I, I just learned, you know, I learned a lesson. It was a, a heavy, hard lesson to learn. But I was so thankful to get off that cruise. I remember I got off the cruise and Dougie Fresh was right there. I was like, what's up, Dougie? He was like, man, you all right? <laughs> I was, I was entertainer? Like, he knows who I am. He knows who I am. Right, but that, that's the funny part. If you're an entertainer, even rappers, singers, they've had flat nights. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's had nights. Yep. Like, man, he just... And but let's be honest. Yeah. Those make the best stories. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. How, and be something the I last tell. 10 minutes of this podcast would suck if you just ripped every night. Right. We all got those stories where the crowd was flat, and you're like, what is going on here, man? Do you remember... Yeah. Did you ever did you ever have, like, one of those nights? You, you chatter? Not a boo, but, like, just chatter, and just people just not paying attention? I mean, early, we all go through them. Yeah. I, I think... The bigger you get and people start paying money to see you, they want to see you. They don't want to deal with hecklers and, right. and chat. That's why they, it becomes less. But I think every time when you first start out, you're doing bars and they don't know who's on the show. And if they're not paying money, it's free tickets. Yeah. They'll do whatever they want. Do whatever they, they don't want. care. Yeah. No, they're, they're not financially responsible. I remember one special I did in San Jose. I wasn't that big and I was doing it myself. I said, let's just do free tickets. And somebody told me, they go, no, charge $5. They go, because if people spend any amount of money, they feel like, Oh, I got to see this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Be pay quiet. attention. Yeah. Right. Free? Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. Right. I, was, I never thought of it like that. I go, damn. I literally, my my special in San Jose, which was 2006, I charged $5 a ticket because I wasn't yeah. big enough to like sell it out or anything and I didn't want, I didn't want to paper the room. Right. So we did five, we sold $5 tickets and sold two shows out for $5. That's crazy, man. You know what I mean? That's crazy. Then you fast forward our, our, our relationship, man, and go towards... Uh, Football games that we've been to. I remember you t- I've been to Cincinnati in suites with you. You've been to Pittsburgh in suites with me. We partied, that, hung out. <laughs> you're one of the few, like, I always say, like, you grow up in Cincinnati, you're groomed to hate Pittsburgh and Pittsburgh yeah. fans, everything about it. Yeah. I learned to appreciate Pittsburgh fans because as long as you're loyal to your team, yeah, you're loyal. And I, you know, and, and you know a lot of NFL guys, and so do I, but it's like they even know, like, when Cincinnati does something, I'll get guys text me like, hey, what's your team doing? Right. I see they making moves. Right. Football players know because they don't have no control over where they go half the time anyway. Right. You know right. what I mean? Well, you can tell you got the mutual respect, too, because, you know, didn't, didn't one year uh, Steelers come to play Bengals and guys come and hung out with you? Oh yeah, I fed the I fed the, the all the running backs one year. Right, right. At, well, it was the it was 2016 after the playoffs where we we lost that game. I guess Tom Mike Tomlin, the coach, had said to the team like they were so worried about coming to Cincy because it was still mm-hmm. fresh. Right. They was like, all right, 
we're only in a hotel, and there was, I guess there was an ex-dealer that had a Jamaican restaurant in Cincinnati. They mm-hmm. said, or we can go to this guy's restaurant. And D'Angelo Williams played for the Steelers. He goes, hey, we were going to go over uh, Gary Owen's house to eat. And D'Angelo was just bringing like one guy. He goes, all right, rest, uh, hotel, Jamaican restaurant, or Gary Owen's house. That's the only place <laughs> you're allowed to eat in Cincinnati. That's what I heard. That's what D'Angelo said. Yeah. But he brought, he brought about, uh, I think I had eight guys. Eight guys to the house. He had a yeah. tight end. All the running backs came. Yeah. All of them. The fullbacks, the running backs, all of them came. But it was cool. But I, what I remember about that is my, my aunt, my 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 uncle married this lady, so I guess she's my aunt now. Um, <laughs> it's hard when somebody becomes your aunt and you're like forty, right? You know, you don't look at him like an aunt. Yeah, and you don't even call her that anymore. Right, you just call, right. her, call her her first name. <laughs> well, especially my uncle has been married three, four times. It's like, okay, well, how long is this one gonna last? To <laughs> I love his wife though; she's great now. But she's a Steeler fan, oh, and wow. I told her I was like, look. I got, I'm supposed to have a bunch of Steelers coming over. And I told my uncle, Daryl, I said, look, you can bring your wife. I know she's a fan. Just act like you're just stopping by, though. It's Make it very organic. No problem. T-Row, she walked in my house with a Steelers sweater. What? Some, some necklace. <laughs> a fucking football to get signed. A beanie. I was like this. What part of subtle and organic? And then, here's where it gets bad. So then she's being cool. Everybody's eating. I catered food in. Everything's, everything's going good, man. And um, she goes, I just got one question. I want to know which one of you guys are going to sack our quarterback, Andy Dalton, tomorrow. It was all running backs, right? <laughs> no, literally, literally, Le'Veon Bell looked up. He goes, we're offense. We're right back to eating. <laughs> I, looked, I looked at my uncle Daryl, and I said, you guys got to go. <laughs> you got to go. Gotta go. She can't be here. <laughs> it's going to get weird now. So she passed her football around. They all signed it and kept it moving. I was like, what the fuck is that? I just got man. one question. <laughs> <laughs> Who's sacking our quarterback, Andy Dalton, tomorrow? The look, though. Right? <laughs> I just remember Lady on the knee goes, we're offense. We're right back to eating that. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck was that, Daryl? I got one more story with us, man, where I had you crying. We go to Denver, and they told me I can have free bottles. <laughs> oh, fuck. I remember this story. <laughs> now, I'm going to let you tell the story. This is a funny story. Then we got to tell the story about me winning and, and, and where I'm at now. So, cause, okay. Because we bagged cor- on me this whole time. So now we got to tell us. Well, those, those not, are the best stories. Yeah, I guess so. But I'm, Those are the best stories. What do you guys hear this one? Go ahead. All right. <laughs> so I got booked at a corporate gig in Denver, Colorado, and- the guy that booked me, I met because of you. You, you, his name was Chuck Sanders. Right. Big, big uh, multimillionaire entrepreneur in Pittsburgh. And he did this thing with like all these black entrepreneurs came together and they all do business together and they pick a different city every year. So this year was Denver. And <laughs> he said, y'all get you two uh, airline tickets. So I just went, I got to take you. You right. made the introduction. Because Brad was salty. My roommate, right. Brad, he was like, man, I, guess. I said, you can't go, dude. I got to take T-Road, dude. It's yeah. only fair. It's a free trip. Right. Yo, you got there, and <laughs> it was free liquor, for one. And after I got off stage, all I saw was you had a bottle of Hennessy walking around, drinking directly out of the bottle. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, I said, what are you doing? He goes, man, it's free bottles. It's like a head. <laughs> so I was like this. I've seen this movie and it never ends well 
this is, the Titanic always sinks at the end of this movie. And you're I'm, every time I look, you're just push, push, push. I was like, I said, T, you know our flight's like at 7 a.m. All right, so backstory on this. They said, what do you want to drink? I said, I drink Hennessy. Nobody else at the table was drinking Hennessy. And so the lady brought me a bottle of Hennessy. She goes, well, that's yours. I said, is anybody else drinking this? They said, no, that's yours. I said, oh, well, straight from the bottle. That, but here we go then. It's did cool. You, did you finish that bottle? I did. You finished a bottle I, of Hennessy I fin- in one I, night? I finished up. Let me, tell you how, let me tell you how drunk I was. You don't even remember this part. I, I met some girl, and there was like free shuttles. It was, they had Escalades going back and forth to the hotel. Mm-hmm. I met some girl. I said, hey, I, I talked to her and leaving with me. So she leaves with me. We go back to my room. Get back to my, and I'm so drunk. I did a wardrobe change. It was like, all right, let's leave. Let's leave. That's how drunk I was. You came back to the thing. I came back to the thing in a different outfit. That's right, because I saw I you had a different suit on. I had a different suit on. I saw <laughs> a suit and then another suit. <laughs> so, did you change? I was like, yeah, I changed. <laughs> and look, the girl didn't do nothing with me at all. <laughs> she just came with me to change. Oh, so I come back in a different suit. I'm still drinking that bottle, right? I killed a bottle. We leave. We go back. You yell at me. You're like, I remember you saying this, dude. We got to be at the airport. Like it was like five a.m. because we had to run a car. Yeah, but was, the flight was at seven. Right. Denver Airport is not close to downtown Denver. Right. It's and a hall. And I, we had to return to rent. And a car. I think I drove to your house in Cincy and flew out with yep, you. Yep, you sure did. And then I had we had to fly back to Cincy because my car was at the airport. Yeah, oh my god. So go ahead, finish. What did I do? So <laughs> I drive. I pull the car up, and I'm. You come down, and you look fucking done i was like yo um you should go into alcoholics anonymous today and you you just you're, you're out of it the whole drive you're talking you're rambling for one you just ran about nothing on the way to the airport i was like he's still drunk it's, like, still a, drunk. it's like a 45 minute drive right it's maybe 30 30 when you're drunk it's 45 yeah, it's forever so I just remember we got in the dang shuttle bus, and, and this the bus guy driver was, was a like, transgender. He was it was like swaying no, this bus. You don't remember the bus. this? The the shuttle bus was a transgender. It the, was the a driver. guy turning into a girl. Oh, yeah, because he opened the door, and I thought it was a girl, and I and I literally the motherfucker grabbed my bag. I said, "That's a strong chick." <laughs> and he turned around, and goes, "Any other bags?" I was like, "Whoa." <laughs> You threw. There's. We were there, and this one family. There three people. It was five of us on the on the on the shuttle. It's so Me early and in the a morning. family of three. And you yacked. You went. <laughs> <laughs> you threw up all over this Avis van, and then you went like this. You're down, and the drool is coming down, and you went. Uh, and threw it down your hand and looked at me. And you went. <laughs> Like the kid jumped in his dad's lap and they're just holding each other looking like this. It doesn't help your black. Let's just be honest. It doesn't help your black. In Denver. In Denver. Oh my God. It's this family of three white people look like they just got done skiing. Oh now they're headed back to Montana to their home, their cabin in the woods. Bro. It's me and you. And just remember, I puked so hard. I left you. We got to the airport. I then trained dinner. Any other bags? He's on his own, bro. Ma'am. I don't know which bro, where you're at right now. Bro, bro, ma'am. I don't know where you're at right now in the transition process, but this guy's on his own. I'm out, sir, miss. So, 
I grab my bag. I just start texting. I go, dude, sorry, man. I had to get. I don't, I don't have TSA pre-check or nothing. I go and I'll meet you at the gate. You're like, no, I'm good. I think you stopped and you got Taco Bell. Yeah. Where are you telling me? I like, I'm eat. eating Taco Bell. I go, I need to eat. What goes better with Hennessy uh, yeah. than Taco, Taco Bell? Bell? I needed to eat, man. I, that, that was just, it was in my mind. I, like, I got to eat, man. I'm like, I'll just, whatever. I, if I miss the flight, I don't even care, man. I, I, I just didn't even care. <laughs> I, I didn't care about what the, happened. The transgender strong man. That was not a small man, dude. You had to be taller than me. <laughs> I know. Any more bags? Whoa. That's funny. Long hair. Everything. That's funny, man. That's funny. So, right. But you're doing good now. Yeah, T-Row, good stories. Yeah. You can cook. I can cook. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a comedian. What the fuck is that? <laughs> I, I can't cook, actually. So, yeah, I can't wait to come to uh, hang out with you and cook for uh, a yeah. show or two. You're, you always, if we're in Pittsburgh in the summer, you always want to have people over. You like the barbecue. And, yeah, you guys and, came over. What was it like? Probably like 2017. 17. Yeah, we came over. Like yeah, Memorial Day. I had weekend. a spread. I had brisket. I had wings, mac and cheese, everything. Yeah, you 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 are definitely the um, you like to throw the parties in Pittsburgh. Yeah, well, you know Pittsburgh, you know that's home and everything, and it, it, it's it's the craziest thing. Like now, uh, how how things have like transitioned and, and turned out. Like in Pittsburgh, I was always a big fish, you know, little pond, mm-hmm. you know, and, and and now like being on tour and seeing how things really are. Like I've done a lot of road work with you, but not consistent on tour, being mm-hmm. with you like I am now. And uh, so just seeing how things work and, you know, and being a, being a little guy again, like it's like it's 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 wild. It's to not me. a little guy like you. I mean, you text me one time. You said you said, yo, I'm so appreciative to be on the road with you because when you're doing improvs and funny bones and like, quote unquote, A-list <laughs> rooms and then yeah. you're doing theater dates and casinos. You know it's a professionally run show. Yeah. You don't have to stress about am I going to get the money? Is this going to be wrong? Is this going to You know they're going to try to do their best to accommodate you. Yeah, um, yeah. Because you texted me, you did a show, and you're like, yo, I'm, I'm doing this one night or somewhere, and the crowd's rowdy, everything's unorganized, and you yeah. said, I just appreciate being on the road with you right now. Yeah. Because you go back to that. I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you, and, and rest in peace for him, it was, it's, it, I was opening for A.J. Uh, A.J. Johnson. Yes. That's right. And, and in Pittsburgh, at, yeah, in Pittsburgh, at, at that at that place, Foxtel, and it was just it was it was ruckus. They they were chatty through his set. They didn't care. It was just it was just complete chaos. And I remember like afterwards being like, dude, that, you know, I couldn't even work. And and, and that people like here, because especially if you're telling the story, they want to like punch, 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 punch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if you couldn't if you couldn't tell a story, it just kind of like irritated me. So I remember like getting off stage and being like, listen, man, I thank you for, and you kept me working through the pandemic. I, I was going to lose my mind. And oh my God. <laughs> I was, <laughs> you want to tell that? Yeah, I was on Facebook <laughs> freaking out. Facebook <laughs> freaking out like two weeks into the pandemic. I was like, this I called you. I go, dude, you all right? And I go, dude, relax. <laughs> going to get through it. Everything's yeah. fine. I go, chill. I said, you got to find a way to occupy your time during the pandemic. I yeah. started doing those daily videos just, and people liked them, but I just did it to get, make my own sanity. Right. Get a routine. I know it's really shut down in Pittsburgh. <laughs> and you know, you were one of those states that shut down early and opened yeah. up late. Yep. So you, Pennsylvania had it rough. Yep. And then, and then you called me when you was like, hey, uh, you want some road work? I said, Absolutely. And then yeah. we started touring. We toured through the whole pandemic, and I, I was I was hearing shit from people on my pages. I'd be like, oh, you know, c- comedian grind. I'm headed to this city, going to Texas, comedian grind. I'm all fired all right. up about it. All and right. then people started hitting me. 
you're working through the pandemic. You shouldn't. Yeah. And I had, I remember I fired on somebody on, on yeah. Facebook about that. You gotta pay that. bills. <laughs> bro, fuck <laughs> up. I gotta pay bills, bitch. I said, whoa. Hey, team. I mean, I mean, I always try to be like your moral compass. Hey, man. Calm bring down. it down a little bit. <laughs> Calm down. How dare you tour? Okay. Okay, let's. Let's, you're doing good now. Let's okay. Let's close with this. Um, let's close with me catching COVID and giving you COVID. And it's you still not, another bag on teeth. It's not bag on. It's a funny story. All right, go ahead. So I catch COVID, and I'm telling everybody I'm in contact with, like, dude, I got it. Be careful. And everybody caught it. Everybody, everybody. caught it. Yep. And you were still kind. I said, dude, um, I'm, I'm think I'm fine now. Um, but I'm still going to wear a mask and just be careful because, you know, the incubation period, you might have it and not know it for a week or so. Right. Sure enough. That's what that happened. That COVID incubated the shit out of you. because yes, it, it was, did. You were fine for a week. Uh-huh. We were in Columbus, Ohio, and you were, you went out, you were, I was already negative. <laughs> I was fine. So I got the antibodies. You were sitting in the green room, and if anybody's ever been to Columbus Funny Bone, there's a little mini fridge and a little chair next to it. You were leaning on the mini fridge on the chair just going, and I was like, dude, go home. I made it to Saturday. Yeah, but it's like- I made it to Saturday. First show Saturday, we had three shows that night, so go home, dude. Yeah. You got it? I don't know if you got it or not, but you got something. You like you gotta get out of here. You gotta leave I now. Like, I, like, no, I need the money. I said, I'll, I'll pay give you the money. I'll pay you the money. Get out of here. I'll pay you what you're getting tonight. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I'll fin I'll do a one-man show. You're good. I had my whole family was coming to that show too, and I left. Dude, you that's the worst I'd seen somebody sick. Yeah. And then I, I went back. I remember getting in the bed, and I remember uh probably I fell asleep. Well before you was even back in the hotel fell asleep. I woke up probably about three in the morning when I woke up I remember like the TV was on the lamp was on because I just passed out I woke up you could see my body print in the bed. I had sweated that much Yeah, I took a cold shower and I got back in I started then I had the chills and I was just all messed up I remember the next morning. I was like gee I'm out man I'm driving back it was it, it, from Columbus to Pittsburgh it was like a three-hour drive mm. two and a half three hours It took me four hours. I had to keep stopping yeah. Because I had to keep stopping. I was drinking Gatorade. I was eating Tylenol like there were Skittles. Man, it was crazy. Yeah, you was, you and, was bad. And, and then I was like, after two weeks, I, I remember there was a point where I was like, I, I might have to go to the hospital. But it, it was crazy. Like, I woke up one day and it kind of went away. And I was like, next day it got better, better, better. I called you. I was like, hey, man, I'm good. Let's get back on this road. You're like, nah. nah <laughs> you wait a couple weeks, bro. <laughs> I'm very much like. The said, the road ain't going nowhere, bro. I know. Take another week or two off because yeah. that was the worst I'd seen it. Yeah, I like was bad. a person up close to see somebody get sick like that. I was yeah. like, whoa, this shit's real. Because I got it, but I never got super yeah. sick. Yeah, yeah. I had the bed sweats one night. That was it. But never lost a lot of taste. I still smell, never, I still never went on Facebook and said anything though. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Don't do that. <laughs> You're just looking for sympathy points. Yeah. Because what bothered me about when I when I test when I got it, and then I called everybody, and then Brad got it, and yeah. I went back. I was already negative. Then. My room manager, Brad, went on Facebook and said, you know, I got COVID, pray for me and stuff like that. I go, what are you doing? Yeah. Because then the club start going like, is Gary okay? Because everybody right. associated it, me with Brad. And I said, why did you just post that? Right. Now the clubs are looking at me and I'm already negative. And yeah. then uh, he was like, oh, man, just looking for prayers. I said, no, you're not. <laughs> looking for sympathy. You're looking for those likes. You're addicted to that stuff. Said, right. Stop. Stop. stop don't, it. Don't, don't post that. All right. So look, since I, you think I bagged the whole episode. I'll say this. Um, <laughs> one thing I'll say about you is being on the road with you for a year and a half now. One thing, 
I've had, I think I've had three, three opener. You, you make the fourth in my career that for long-term openers, like I was basically like calling them to come on the road with me. And I think every, you don't want to be somebody's opener your whole life, basically. No, no. I, I like the stories like D'Elia opened up for Joe Coy, Joe Coy opened up for Chelsea Handler, like those type of stories where they became the opener and then became their own headliners and took off and now everybody's doing well. I like right. those type of stories. Um, one thing I say, like I've always told you, like the reason, there's an expiration date for everything. Right. And, you know, for whatever reason, the other openers, they expire for various reasons. But you have definitely, when I tell you, Things I need done and, and I can't have happen again. You like, all right, and you make sure you make sure my life is easy on the road. I don't, I don't have to tell you anything twice. No, nah. and there's no like, there's no like um, back talk. I should say because it's weird when you when you work with somebody like we are because it's like you're the CEO but you're hanging out with the the people in the cubicles basically and sometimes you become friends and the relationship gets blurred. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it's like I I don't. I don't try to disrespect anybody. I don't tell people, no, go I, do this right now. I never felt disrespected. I've never felt like uh, like you're making me do something. Because, I mean, ultimately, if I'm, I'm a grown man. If I don't want to do it, I'll be like, I'm not doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there comes, there's a fine line there, right? So do you want to work or do you not want to work? And do you want to have the opportunity to, to make yourself become a better comedian or to be in front of these crowds who... Uh, you won't. You wouldn't otherwise be in front of if it wasn't for you. Mm -hmm. uh, do I want to keep piggy? You always tell me this. Piggyback off of me. Get my crowd, man. Get you know. Do do whatever you have to do to promote your social media so my people can start following you. Mm -hmm. and You can grow your own brand. Because there's enough for everybody. Right. There's, and he. You always say that. And I don't want to. I don't want. Can I, 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 I don't want to fuck yeah. that up. I don't. Yeah, I don't ever want to fuck that. Podcast, dude. Yeah. I, well, dude, I never want to <laughs> fuck that up. So it, it, it's one of those things where I just. I heard your complaints about people before, and I'm like, I'm, I just know what not to do. Yeah. I mean, it and becomes then, a blur and, and I've had a couple times where I, I've had some blips, but I, I try to make up for it where I just don't do it again. Yeah, yeah. It's not, It's never about, like, I don't expect everybody to be perfect. Don't yeah. Expect, and I know we all, and here's my thing. I know everybody has their days. Yeah. You know, nobody, everybody got their bad days. You don't know what's yeah. going on at the house. You just wake up, you're in a weird mood sometimes. I get it. You can be short with people. And, you, and you know, people, you feed off energy and... When you're on a roll with somebody, you're with them as much as your family. When yeah. you're really grinding yeah. on those, you get too much straight of club work. We've never really like <clears throat> butted heads or like had like mm -mm. No, Not nothing too much. like that. No. But I, you know what? Even my past openers, I didn't bubble heads with them a ton. Yeah. It was just, you know, got to a point where I'm like, the energy's off, man. Yeah. And I'm not, listen, I'm not completely blaming. It's not 100% the other person. Right. It's just but when the energy's off and you're not excited to see them anymore and you're looking at them with a side eye, like, yeah. it's almost like, it's, it's damn like a divorce. Yeah. Like, you're like, yeah. this is over. Yeah. This relationship is over. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I've never been one to go and post why it's not working out or, you know, put somebody down because yeah. of it. You know, that doesn't do anything. You're pretty optimistic. You, you always, like, have, like, you always have, like, the brighter side of things. You're like, ah, oh, well, this person, like you said, could have a bad day or whatever, like, Whereas, you know, somebody else might take it like, oh, I don't like the, I don't like your tone with me. You should never have a tone like that with me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Instead of you instead you look at it like, ah, oh, this guy could have something going on, on you know, at home mm -hmm. with his family, his wife, his kids, whatever. But I mean that's a good way to look at it. That's a mm -hmm. good thing. But you be on it. On Job the road. security. I need that. Well, I'll tell you what. <laughs> you be on it on the road. I ain't gotta worry, I ain't gotta tell you nothing twice. You got no. you got the merch out. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you walk. The thing about it is, you walk into the green room now, and I know what you like. 
Yeah. And you know what I like. Yeah. So I was like, and I, 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 tell, I used to tell all my openers, man, the one would always get into my food. Yeah. I was like, why are you opening up my shit? Right. I go, what do you want? I'll get it for you. Right. What do you want in the green room? You're with me. Right. Same thing. Like, so I know you like your Tito's and, <laughs> and your grapefruit. grapefruit. Yeah. So now it's on my rider, like right. Tito's and grapefruit. Right. And sometimes you ain't with me, and I'll be like, what the fuck? They got Tito's, Tito's and grapefruit. grapefruit. I don't think I ain't gonna drink that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Just wasting money. They're like, he's so healthy. Why is he getting simply grapefruit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, the one guy, man, he always oh, opened my shit. And I was like, why is like, I'm just. I don't. It's not petty. Yeah. Like, don't touch my shit. I, I typically I try not to touch it, and then like at the end of the weekend, like if you, if it's something left over, I'll be like, hey, ask. I'm, can I have that? You be like, yeah. That's, that's all you gotta do. Ask me. Yeah. But I'm I'm always one. I need to open shit up. Uh, yeah. You don't open somebody's liquor bottle. Yeah. You don't open somebody's soda. You just yeah. don't. If there's if it's a fruit tray, you don't take the plastic off and start and, munching. Uh, munching on it. Yeah. Don't do that. Dude. Yeah. Yeah. What do you want? You like yeah. strawberries? Right. I'll get you plenty of strawberries. Right. What? Right. You want a kind bar? <laughs> right. Some kind bars. <laughs> Don't touch my shit. <laughs> that's, that's my thing. Don't touch my food. Right. You my snacks. Because right. sometimes I take them back to the room. Yeah. Sometimes I put them in a the bag. Like if I get if I know I'm coming home and I ain't gonna have nothing to eat. Well, now I'm in an apartment. Right. You know, I'm by myself. Right. Now it's like, uh, I don't want to come and I ain't, I ain't got no water at the crib. I don't want right. to run to Kroger, run to Whole Foods. Yeah. I'll just put like three or four extra bottles of water in. But if you drag them. Yep. Then what? What right. kind of water do you like? I'll right. get it for you. Yep. Just tell me. Yep. I like the Mountain Spring. Yep. I like Essentia. Hey, right. Do you like Fiji? <laughs> yeah, I'll well, get you Fiji. Who's Fiji in the green room? Just tell me. She's <laughs> driving that hard. crazy, bro. That's <laughs> my pet peeve. Like, sorry. But I, I've, I've talked to other headliners and stuff yeah. about it, and they're like, you ain't being petty? No. Nah. At all. No. Nah. I would not go into Chris Rock, Dave Chappelle's green room, and start munching on their shit. Right. I just wouldn't do it. Right. At all. Yeah. Nah, I'll go to the bar and get a drink. Exactly. I know you have a, a thankful. Right. You know? Like, I just got a new movie. And Kev stopped by the set one day, and he, he was doing something, and I, he had a big trailer. His trailer made mine look like shit. Anyways, but, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I, the fridge opened. I saw, like, a fridge full of Cincia waters, and I sat there for, like, 30 minutes, and then I'm fucking dying of thirst. I said, hey, Kev, can I grab a water? Yeah. <laughs> I go, Dude, get what you want. But I wouldn't go in there and just grab go do one. It. Right. Asked. Right. You know what I mean? So, anyways doing a good job stand-up's getting tremendously you're growing so much as a comedian be on the road like I, i've noticed your sets have just gotten better and better and better and better so this isn't a bag on t-rope but the stories are funny man <laughs> they they're are funny they're funny stories. we got history man it's, it's, a, it's a good time man. yeah yeah, yeah yeah so anyways um your website or yeah. social media yeah i do uh it's comedian t-rope.com and if you're on instagram it's, or or anything instagram or facebook it's t.robe comedy that's it I, and I always close, I ask all my guests this. They say, studio comes to you. T-Robe, you're a movie, man. Who do you want to be the co-star? Who do you want? Who do you want to work with? You can pick can one pick, person. Pick one person to work with? Will Smith. That's a popular one. A couple people said me. I appreciate that. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to bag on T-Robe. I'm just kidding. I thought you were going to say me. But fuck it. We'll go Will Smith. Did you see us on a movie no, together? No, no, nah. You'd just be rubbing on me the whole time. No, I would. <laughs> now, Will, I think Will, Denzel, the two most named ones. Yeah. You know what I mean? Out of people. But that, that's why I said that hopefully the goal of the podcast is years from now, we'll run back all these episodes and people are like, damn, that happened, that happened, that happened, right. that happened. So... Never know, man. She's speaking into fruition. Yes. Manifestation. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks for coming on my set. You see, I'm I'm, I'm bingled heavy. 
I didn't bust out the the floaty today. I let that go. Oh, that's the one that floats that ball. That's yeah, pretty ball cool. Floats. You can get one for Pittsburgh. I don't want to. Yeah, you know. I'm just go ahead that. and do this before we uh, sign off. There you go. All right, now. <laughs> there it is. All right, we'll see y'all next week. It's Gary on the Get Some Podcast.